Please enter room 2008. to room 2008 the ancient prophecies of last week told us we would be back and -hmm. we're back peter you put the feces in prophecies how are you doing tonight oh my god oh (laughs) you were saving that i'm doing good (laughs) i forgot to do it last week so i had to had to do it now (laughs) how's how's the poop deck speaking of that it's squeaky clean nice (laughs) and we have an official Titanic employee, if you would give your name and title, please. Oh no, Lance. What's that? Um, <laughs> did you say her? I said we have an official Titanic employee. Would you please state your name and position, please? Oh, I thought you said something else. Yeah, well, uh, I'm feeling pretty good tonight, by the way, as a able-bodied seaman would. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it's gonna be a free. Don't do what you just did. I don't even know what that sound was. Yeah, but... Peter. Peter is. Uh, he is actually. On location. Oh, I think I touched right. my microphone. Yeah, he's on location right now somewhere in the North Atlantic trying to find the Titanic. He's got a, a different setup tonight than he normally does, so bear with us for any audio. Are you oh, actually yeah. in anomaly. the submarine right now, or is that I, where you're staying on the boat? I'm near the ocean. That's all I'm uh, permitted to say. Okay. Nice. All right. We're hoping to yeah discover something tonight. <laughs> We're going down deep. <laughs> Very, all right. Let's do it. Poop deck Pete's going deep. Oh God! Tonight's <laughs> episode, Drew. What are we doing? We are going to go into some of the Titanic conspiracies. Classic. Um, everybody knows what the Titanic is or was. Um, we're going to kind of touch on some alternative theories to what may have happened. May be true. May not be true. Uh, I'm going to go over two of two of the main ones uh, that a lot of people are or have been talking about and. Uh, at the end, going to go over some of the debunking theories to debunk those to give a good, well-rounded uh, discussion on it, get some final thoughts on it, and, and want to hear from the viewers on that. So uh, before we get into it, um, we are live on Twitch right now at Room2008ENT, twitch.tv slash Room2008ENT. Please follow us on Twitter, Room2008ENT2. That's the number two. We're still banned, going on, what, three, four, five months now? Oh, yeah, the first account. Yep. So, uh, and also, if you have any interesting stories, um, you know, feel free to respond to what you hear tonight about the Titanic to give your thoughts on it. Uh, our email is room2008ent at gmail.com. I think you also might be shocked with some of these Titanic uh, conspiracies we're about to go over. Let's hear them. Uh, I don't know, uh, have, you, have you researched anything at all, as, you know, the past however long that you've yes, been a, a lot of research? A, an alternative theorist? Well, um, um, just just the surface level um i have been exposed to surface level like that like on the surface of the water like the titanic was on the there it is you see what i'm doing uh <laughs> but uh something something to do with um the federal reserve that's one of them uh, we're going to go over yeah that's that's the one that i've kind of been exposed to and there's been some other ones that i've seen snippets of lately like people were saying that 
underwater footage of the Titanic. The windows didn't match uh, the photos of the Titanic, you know, before it was destroyed. Carpet didn't match the drapes. Yep. (laughs) Right. Uh, So I, I I, I'd like to know more about that one too. Well, let me, um, let me go into this real quick. So uh, as if you've been listening to us, as you know, last week we did an episode on uh, predictions and prophecies and everything. Did you know that there's a conspiracy that it was foreshadowed? Oh yeah, did we mention that? Who was that? Was it Nostradamus or somebody? Close. Uh, it was an American uh, American Pulp magazine. It's actually, okay. no one near close. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, the uh, at the time the Titanic sank, the May first, nineteen twelve issue of Popular magazine uh, was on the newsstands. It contained the short story, "The White Ghost of Disaster." which described the collision of an ocean liner with an iceberg in the Atlantic Ocean. Oh, the sinking, weird. The sinking of the vessel and the fate of the passengers. So this was written before it happened. Hmm. In 1898, 14 years before the Titanic disaster, Morgan Robertson wrote a book called The Wreck of the Titan, or Futility. This story features an enormous British passenger line called the Titan, which deemed to be unsinkable, carries insufficient lifeboats. On an April voyage... The Titan hits an iceberg and sinks in the North Atlantic with the loss of almost everybody on board. What was the name of this? What was this in? Wreck of the Wreck of the Titan or Futility. Came out I, in, came out in what? 1898, 14 years before it happened. No. That's word on the street. Oh, what? I'm going to have to look more into that. Wow. Never yeah. heard this. So that was not Nostradamus. Hey, real quick. <laughs> You know, this is going to be a hard one to believe. So, just for a record, we all believe the Titanic did not sink, right? <laughs> that's that's one of the theories we got to go into. So, the point oh, of the episode, shit. just to throw it out there, is uh, it's all it's all about um, what we're seeing and what's going on in the community and what's being said, and for your own interpretation. But uh, some of this stuff is pretty juicy, like what you just said. So, mm-hmm. that is juicy. Uh, we're not trying to convince anybody. Right. Like, like I said at the beginning of this, um, we're not saying any of this is true. This is just alternative thoughts and theories to what may have happened. Um, I'm going to read, uh, go, go through a couple of these conspiracies, and then uh, towards the end, I'll go through some of the debunking stuff that I found, and then uh, we can do some final thoughts. And, and uh, I want to note on this one, though, uh, Jack didn't really die. Actually, uh, he was the Great Gatsby. So uh, <laughs> history, um, yeah, he didn't die, and he had all the Great Gatsby parties looking for Rose, who never showed, and uh, it's a pretty sad story. But I'm glad. Oh, he- yeah, was he was waiting for somebody in that? I've never seen it. That's funny. So, um, I just had the comment that was brought up. So, wow, I agree with that. Yeah, he didn't. I've <clears throat> seen some of the theories. Uh, yeah, so. Uh, what about the uh, the uh, Federal Reserve one? Yeah, I'm gonna get that. I'm gonna get into that one second. Okay. So just uh, hold on to your pants. All right. Your pants are riding <laughs> up. We can see your thigh. Oh no! Don't look. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> I'm just gonna give a little brief, very short background on kind of uh, the two ships that are involved in this. Uh, the Titanic was owned by a company called White Star Lines. Uh, they basically ran the passenger trade or passenger routes and everything from England to New York City and, and America and all that good stuff. Mm. So they 
we're going to do uh, a class of ships called the Olympic class. They're going to be the biggest and best ships. It's like Royal Caribbean is now. You know, it's got right. the biggest, you know, passenger ships, comfort, all that good stuff. So the first two they were going to build, you had the the Olympic, the Titanic, and the Britannic. And the Olympic and the Titanic were going to be virtually identical. There was a few, you know, few minor differences here and there, but, you know, more or less, they're going to be basically the same. So the theory is that the Titanic never actually sank because the Titanic was not the ship that went out on that voyage. Interesting. It was the Olympic. The Olympic. Okay. So. I'm listening. I guess to get started on it, uh, the Olympic first um, had several voyages and it ended up getting into an accident with a British naval ship. Uh, Literally like T-bone the side of it, basically. Apparently the... uh, the Olympic was so much bigger than the British ship or the, the naval ship that it, it literally sucked it into it. And Damn. If, this, if this is the Olympic, the British naval ship just went right into the side of it. Oh, wow. Tore it up. So, um, and I and think, did that make it sink? No, it didn't sink. Okay. That's, that's, that's where kind of it, uh, their, their ships were deemed unsinkable. Cause if, if the ship could take that on, you know, Oh, that's that. That's where that stereotype, not stereotype, but that's where that uh, whole phenomenon came from as as unsinkable. The, the myth or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. That that British uh, naval ship was the HMS Hawk. Uh, they, they were running parallel to each other and uh, ended up turning around because it sucked it in and, and, and nailed it. So um, after that. White Star Lines was hoping that the insurance was going to pay out. Uh, one of the things I learned was a lot of they didn't make their money off of the rich people that rode these. They made their money off uh, basically like the, the lower class cabins and stuff like that. Immigrants were be, you know coming to America at that time, early 1900s. That's where most of the money was made off of that. So they overloaded the ships with that, and they also overinsured it. So apparently it was big, you know, it was rampant with fraud with stuff like oh, that. Oh wow. So the Olympic gets hit and they try to file an insurance claim on it, obviously. And because a, a naval ship was involved, the British Navy was the one who assessed it, uh, investigated and everything, and it was determined that it was the Olympics' fault because they their propellers or however it works is the one that sucked their ship towards towards that so the insurance company didn't pay out because it was deemed that the olympic was at fault so like i mean just imagine how much it costs to build these cruise ships you know right even back then right lance Lance sent me a graphic a minute ago uh let me go ahead and try and pull that up about the size comparison okay because it's yeah crazy how how big was the Titanic? I, I was looking oh, at the figures. I was looking at the figures for it, and uh, I can't remember them, but uh, it seemed smaller than I would imagine it to be. Hey, I have a fun factoid, uh, if you're going to pull that up. Yeah, you ready? So, can anybody guess? Oh, what was that? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, I'll, I'll wait. So, well, this top one, can you see it, Peter? Uh, kind of barely. Uh, barely. So this top one 
is a modern day cruise ship. It's the Royal Caribbean Symphony of the Seas. Okay. Um, so I can't really see how big it is either. And that's not even the biggest cruise ship. The biggest one is, I think, the Wonder of the Seas. Or the Oasis of the Seas. Or I guess the Wonder. I think it's, it's the Wonder because that's the one I went on back in December. And it's the biggest oh, one. Okay. And well, they're, even building, they're even building a bigger one than that now. You're talking about modern ships. Dude, Correct, you, yes. I don't, it doesn't really show when you zoom out like that. But if you zoom in, I don't, I don't think you can uh, from this standpoint. You have, I mean, it's damn near wow. four Titanics. Holy shit. Right. It's got, it, it holds 6,680 passengers and 2,200 crew members. Holy cow. That's, that's modern day. So then it's 1,184 feet long, 215 feet wide. The Titanic is only 882 feet long and 92 feet wide. That doesn't seem very big. Oh so, yeah, it's it's a literally a fraction of the size. Huh. And then there's weird. the there's the size of the iceberg that uh, is only 400 feet long. A school bus, like look, look at it compared to a school bus. That's crazy. Oh damn! Wow. And an Airbus. Uh, Can you zoom in any further than that? That's crazy. <laughs> it's cool that an Airbus could like sit on the front of the Titanic, though. That's crazy. Yeah, and you got a freaking helipad on these new ones. That's crazy. Wow. It is. So God, I don't want to go on a cruise. I, so, so with that being said, just imagine how you know, even back then, even though it was significantly smaller, it was still a lot of money to to build these things. Right. So they were built at a bay or a uh, shipyard in Ireland, I think in Belfast, uh, called Harland and something. So, after assessing the damage, insurance wasn't going to pay out. Uh, they determined that it was going to be too long and too expensive to to fix what happened. It was going to have to be out of commission for a while. They were basically going to have to cut the boat in half and just redo the entire thing. Oh, wow. That's where it happened. So, yeah, it's just not feasible to fix it. So, this is where right. the plan... At that, at like that whole time, the Titanic was being built too. Okay. So that's where the plan comes in. You know, insurance didn't pay for it. The Olympics out of commission. They can't make any money off of it. They've spent these, you know, millions of dollars to build it, you know, from 19, 10, 11 standards. So. And how big were these ships compared to the Titanic again? The Olympic was the same size. The same size. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, this, the Olympic and the Titanic were virtually identical. There really? Was, there was, you know, there's a little, little different, you know, minute differences and and detail, you know, little details and stuff like that. But for the most part, they were virtually identical. Hmm. So that's Sorry. where that's where the plan was hatched. The oh. What if poop dick's getting interested? There he is. Damn. <laughs> Sorry about this. Sorry about this, this angle. Like a teenage girl. <laughs> the plan was hatched what if we switched the titanic out for the olympic interesting we, well switcheroo what does that mean so you basically say the olympics to the titanic you, slap, it, you slap everything on the you take the olympic and you slap everything that's on the Titanic, the nameplate, everything. Yeah, and you just market it as the Titanic. The insurance wouldn't pay for the the damage to the Olympic, so they had to sink another ship in order to get that insurance money. There you go. And they just said that that was it. 
Right. Okay. Okay, that makes that makes sense. Uh, that's, that's pretty that's good. Kind of, that's kind of the master plan. Wow. So like I was going to chime in if, 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 if they think there's a, a gap in, in that story, which I'm trying to think of one, but uh, so far, you know. I mean, that's just the – that's the, know, uh, that is, that is the thing. Yeah. Version. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Did we say that this is the anniversary of the Titanic sinking? Did we make that? Is. That's, why we chose to do, that's why we chose to do it this week. Tomorrow going into Saturday. Uh, it's, it's Thursday the 13th of April right now. Um, I think everything happened uh, – Yesterday, right? Was no, it's, 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 uh, it's either the 14th or the 15th. I think it officially sank on the 15th. Oh, shit. Okay. Early morning on the 15th. So, yeah, we're we're right up there on uh, 111 years. Wow. 111. Mm. <laughs> you know what? 111 plus 111 plus 111 plus 111. I was trying to get to 66. Didn't work. Um, but um, that's another interesting. This is crazy. I've never, I've never really investigated this one before. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, you know, because everyone, I mean, everyone except me, seen the movie. You grow up hearing about it. There's museums all over the place. You know, there's it's on the History Channel twenty four. You know, not twenty four seven, but we got that yeah. movie that I adore. <laughs> so, uh, uh, poop deck. What does RMS stand for on the Titanic? RMS. I can't remember. Anybody in the comments? Anybody? Five, four, three, two, one. So uh, RMS is called the uh, the Royal Mail Steamship. It had 3,364 bags of mail being carried. And uh, basically it was like built to just carry all kinds of cargo obviously oh really and uh yeah i, I had no idea before looking into this that rms stood for that which is why is it why is it called cargo when it's on a ship what huh? <laughs> all right so we got a remote uh remote viewer has a question how long did the olympia continue to be in service uh it was in service until 1935 so it was a uh, damn definitely got his money worth money's worth damn if that's if that's the case uh from 1911 to 1935, uh, included a service uh, troop ship during uh, World War One, which gained the nickname Old Reliable. So the one that continued to be in service was the real Titanic. That's that's the conspiracy. That's good, okay, that that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yep. So I, I, I ranked I ranked this conspiracy pretty high. So let's go over some of the things. Uh, that has popped up as to why people think this. So one of the things is the Olympic had a two-degree list to port. Are, you, are any of y'all familiar with what that is? No, no. So basically, when that ship hit the Olympic, it it's 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 the angle that the ship tilts basically. When it, it turns, tilts, it tilts it's tilt it tilts two degree two degrees to the port side. Okay. So. The Titanic did as well. Uh, what are the chances of two ships having the same degree list to port, a permanent list list to port? So that's usually that usually varies among ships. Yeah, I mean it's supposed to be zero. It's supposed to be. I assume it's supposed to be zero. Oh, I, it's I to, it's see. Supposed what you're saying. Straight, you know, and if something happens, if you're two degrees list to port, you're you're tilted two degrees port side. You know, or you could be starboard side, you know, whatever the terms are. Oh, like okay. at all times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Oh, okay. okay. Was, I got, yeah. Not, okay. It, was, it was classified as a slight but permanent list to port. Uh, Interesting. Okay. Okay. So yeah. both ships had that. That's crazy that both, what are the oh, odds? Yeah. They were both built identically. So mm -hmm. you have that too, but. Um, sorry, but they, they wouldn't try to build a ship that would have that tilt though, right? No. no. Uh, obviously, I would obviously it should be zero. I would assume. That's pretty good. Like okay. If they were to put like maybe like the uh, the chamber, the cold chambers, or something on one side, or something that shifts the whole weight, the mm -hmm. one side, like they built it, engineered it, not perfectly, you know. Right. I mean, I, I would assume that they they would not try and build that with the tilt, you know. But right. I'm not. You know, a, yeah, I'm going to look more into that. This is this is fascinating stuff. This makes me this ma this makes me raise a brow. That the engineering uh, back in the, the yeah, yeah back in the early 1900s too. Wow. Crazy. So uh, another one. Only a limited number of changes would have been required for the switch. Because, like I said, they're they're virtually identical. Um, like the lifeboats and stuff. I think were marked Titanic and stuff like that. But um, I was watching this documentary on Amazon Prime about it, and it, like all the changes that needed to be made could have been done with just a few people over a weekend. Like switch out the lifeboats. Switch out like the uh, the menus and the um, I forgot what the word is, all the stuff like that, the uh, stationary stuff, you know, small stuff like that. I think the lifeboats would have been the biggest thing, but it could have been done in a weekend. Um, Interesting. Basically, every, basically everything else was virtually the same. Um, you know. Hmm. Wow. So, this is this is new to me. So yeah, this uh, all that needed to be done to switch the ships is exchange those parts of the ships which bore the vessel's names, such as nameplates, the ship's bell, menus, and note paper letterheads, uh, names on the life belts and boats, and any plaques or brass fittings with the liner's uh, name. So it, it, would, it, it would be a bitch to repaint all that, though. Why would you have to repaint it? Uh, to, like, repaint the name on the side? Uh, I see what you're saying, yeah. Yeah, that would, that would be a biatch. Well, I don't think the but, name was on the side. The names were on the side. We'll get into that in a minute. All okay. Right. All right. I'm so good. another one is the Olympic room. The Titanic had a newly named room, the Olympic room, because superstitious shipping merchants believed it was bad luck to change the name on a ship. Oh. Uh, so the Titanic had an Olympic room, funny enough. Fascinating. Mm-hmm. Let's see if I can uh, do another one. The difference in the Titanic's nameplate. So it wasn't painted on. It was an actual nameplate. Okay. So the nameplate of the the claim is the name of the, the Titanic is no longer on the ship as it went on its maiden voyage compared to when it was being built. It was longer as it had to cover up the word Olympic that occupied more space. Oh, snap. Okay. Uh, another interesting one. There's a difference in the number of Titanic's portholes. Titanic had 14 bow portholes. I know y'all are probably not as, I mean, I'm not familiar with the terms and the everything of the boat. So I'll, I'll bring a picture up in a second. Uh, Titanic had 14 bow portholes. The Olympic had 16. Okay. But, but when you, when the ship went out on its maiden voyage and when you go look at it at the bottom of the ocean, guess how many uh, portholes it has? Oh shit! Sixteen. Oh shit! Mm, I gotta, I gotta go confirm all of this for myself. Oh, this is nuts. Okay. 
So this is basically what it is right here. Um, this is the Olympic, the RMS Olympic. And you got 16 portholes up here. Mouse is going crazy, sorry. And then if you look right here to the right, again, we are on Twitch, so uh, please join us. You can watch this with us. Um, here's, here's the Titanic being built. You can see they have 14 portholes up there. Hmm. So that kind of gives you an idea of what we're talking about here. Because I have no idea what all this stuff is. Uh, interesting point in the chat. If they knew they were planning on sinking that ship, why would they not include the necessary number of lifeboats to save more people? That's a good point, but I think uh, I think my answer would be because they didn't care about the poor people. Yeah, what's yeah exactly? Um, That's one of them. But, um, but uh, there's, there's another theory that were empty too. So even but if you is... had lifeboats uh, and you had more people than lifeboats. There were cases literally that backed up a couple of these conspiracies because they were saying lifeboats were coming to shore with no people in them. Yeah. Right. They were, yeah. They were, they were, you know, at first they were shipping them off like half filled or quarter filled or something like that. Yeah. Hmm. And it, it literally. And that was, a, that's a fact, you know, that, mm -hmm. that's what they were saying. And that backed up a couple other conspiracies that are conspiracies, but there were lifeboats that were empty that were set out. And a little uh, fun fact too, the, uh, Damages, the claims for survivors totaled 16 million. So you had the survivors claimed like insurance, like they sued obviously for 16 million. And the, um, the ship owner paid $664,000 over a litigation that took more than four years. So 16 million in damages and they paid 664. Oh, wow. All right. Well, another Just one. A huge. Right. Uh, For that time? Huge discount from the 16 million, if you think about it. Like, you know, the loss of life and everything else. Yep. Man. All right. So, another one. Um, at the Titanic's launch, all of the windows on the B deck were evenly spaced out. Yet, on her maiden voyage, they were seen as being unevenly spaced, just as the Olympics were. Interesting. So, let me bring this up so you can so you can see these these windows compared to these. Hmm. These Damn, are both this is used by conspiracy theorists alleging a difference in the windows on B deck. Hmm. So we got that. Holy crap! Let's see. I mean, there's yeah, dude. There's there's so many uh, ones on here. Um, that you know, conspiracy theories or theorists uh, kind of lean on against. So, um, but yeah, I'm going to go uh, at the end of this. After I go over the Federal Reserve one, I'm going to go over the ones that debunk all this. That way, you know, we can kind of talk about what we think makes sense, you know, or if we believe it. Or yeah, know. let's do it. Where are you sourcing this? What's the source for that? Uh, this is TitanicSwitch.com. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, these are still interesting points. It's a real website. Yeah, it's a website. <laughs> yeah. That's how you know it's a true conspiracy, not just like somebody on uh, Reddit just basing their idea. But I feel like I've heard maybe little bits and pieces of this across the internet before. Like, I, yeah. I know I've seen something about this on uh, Reddit, and I might have briefly read a little bit of it, but uh, Your feet are I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Don't look at them. Uh, I know the Titanic has been uh, uh, talked about on r slash conspiracy a lot. Right. And I know, I, you know, I texted the group that we were going to be talking about the Titanic this week, and Peter saw the first three letters and got really excited. And then he, he, uh, 
<laughs> he thought it was something else. He got in a panic. Are, are there any pictures <laughs> of panic panic. being built side by side? <laughs> Sorry. I don't know. I'm, 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 are there any oh, pictures? The remote viewer question. Are there any pictures of the, of the Titanic being built side by side? Um, there are pictures of the Titanic side by side with the Olympic. Um, oh, I see, I, what you're, I see what you're saying. I'm see what you're saying. Yeah, uh, yeah should, there, there yeah. should be. Um, I'll, I'll try and find some as I go through these. Uh, after I get through going with these, I'll let you all kind of discuss it for a little bit. Um, I'll right, make sure I'm looking at a picture. Let's, let's keep it going. So another one, lack of publicity for the Titanic. Historians have also mused, have always mused, that it was rather strange that the Titanic was never shown the enormous pub- publicity that the Olympic received. Another thing I noticed when I was watching that documentary on Prime TV or Amazon Prime, whatever it's called now, uh, a lot of the marketing information and advertisements that went out <clears throat> for, the, for the Titanic, they used pictures of the Olympic. Oh, shit. Like, like a lot of the interior, everything like that. Because, like I said, they were virtually the same. You know, there was, you know. I didn't um, even know there was a second ship. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yep. Poop dicks just here floating around the earth. Just working <laughs> <laughs> stuff every day. <laughs> All right. Um, we're going to get into this next. Yeah, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to save this one. Um, the crew refused to sail on the Titanic. So, uh, at the time, um, there was a strike going on. Um, uh, let's see. A large proportion of the engine crew signed off just prior to the ill-fated voyage, starting from Southampton during a coal shortage. I'm sorry. It was a shortage on a strike, which meant that many sailors were out of work due to their ships being laid up. So you have all these people out of work. And they declined to go on this on this ride. Did they know something? Uh huh. Okay. Oh, switcheroo happened, and they're starting to talk. Mm-hmm. Like, why would they? Why would they? You know, why are they? Yeah. The Titanic. Hopefully, I can remember all these. I'm going way out of order on this website. There's so many. The Titanic's lifeboats had RMS Olympic written on them. That's like I said. You know, they would have to do Shut some. Your mouth. Are you serious? What it is says. There... Hmm. The claim is Titanic's lifeboats had a small brass ID had small brass ID plaques screwed on them, and they all said RMS Olympic. And Peter, what does RMS stand for? Uh, Royal Mail Steamboat uh, Steamship. Ah, uh, I remember yeah. the Royal yeah. Mail part. Yeah, yeah, you would. Um... <laughs> Good one. <laughs> uh, another one the titanic did not strike an iceberg oh okay here we go it's getting juicy yep so uh since Let's an iceberg the, the, the claim since an iceberg cannot inflict such damage on a steel double hulled vessel such as the titanic it must have hit something else hmm well there's uh that one conspiracy about the uh the coal chambers you know how there was a fire before they even set sail and there's there's two ways to look at it one is that the coal chamber was burning so hot due to this uncontrolled fire that it softened the iron and the steel. Um, so it was going through the voyage. They kept the steam going, but there was an uncontrolled fire for so long. It softened the metal. So when it hit the iceberg, the metals were actually softer than they should have been on the, during the coal chambers. And then the other side of it is, um, uh, what was it that, uh, 
oh the speed you know because of the 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 speed that it was going due to the fire that they were trying to control it's like they were feeding the fire but it was out of hand but they just you know couldn't extinguish it because obviously then they would just shut the boat down so they kept the fire going and they and they uh kind of got out of control and that's why the boat was going so fast is because of this fire so it's two conspiracies around this fire whether right. it softened the metal or whether it was pushing the the boat uh faster than it should have gone or it was a mixture of both if it did hit the iceberg which I think more people are going to believe there's an iceberg than like something else yeah. randomly out in sea like that. But uh, again, if you believe in conspiracies and you think it's all set up, then maybe they were aiming for whatever they hit. Right. Was uh was the cold chamber hot enough to melt steel beams? Sorry, that was going to be a joke I was going to do later. <laughs> okay. And nice. we're oh, yeah. <laughs> all right. So I'm only going to do a couple more. Um, hopefully, I remember which ones I did. So. Uh, another one, <clears throat> linoleum flooring covered with carpets. Hmm. As uh, as I've stated several times already, they're virtually identical. They had linoleum flooring in a lot of the ship. And uh, surprisingly enough, when the Titanic went on the, her maiden voyage, a lot of this linoleum flooring was covered up with carpets. Why would that be? That might be to cover up scratches and uh, you know marks of wear and tear on the flooring use yeah marks of use all that good stuff because i mean it had been at that point the ship had been in service for about a year so mm. you know there's you know there's going to be marks of use and stuff like that so um that would have been a bitch to lay all that carpet so, i'm sure they got paid to do it one minutes 54 seconds <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even realize. Hey, so far our commenters, so far, what do you what do y'all think? What do y'all think? I'm gonna have to re-listen to this podcast to even keep up because some yeah, of it's a lot of stuff. Yeah. All right, so I'm just gonna do the last one. Um, oh wait, shit, there's two more um, that I'm gonna do. Titanic sailor's deathbed confession of the switch. Ooh. An old sailor of that of the Titanic. Patty the pig revealed shortly before his death that the Titanic was switched with its sister ship, the Olympic. Oh, snap. Last one, the number 401 on Olympic woodwork. So, um, the, I forgot what part of the boat it is. It had 401 each, each boat. It, it was like, it's marking, uh, at the boat yard Four, 400 was the Olympic 401 was the Titanic. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the Olympic had an accident to where whatever piece of equipment that was, I cannot remember. I don't know if it was the propeller or what. You know, they had another accident or whatever, so they scrapped it, and they just used the Titanics in their place because it was the same size, same everything. Interesting. So, yeah, that's going to be the last one. Like I said, dude, there's like, I mean, there's 40-plus uh, conspiracy claims on here. That's yeah, and there's, crazy. there's a lot of them, too, uh, that I came across. It was like the numbers on the side of the ship, if you turn it turn it backwards, it was it was saying, like, uh, uh, no something and all this. And, and there's a lot of just random stuff. But I think you've hit a lot of the, the main, more believable yeah. conspiracies. Right. But, again, we're not saying that this is all, like, I'm not sold on it either, honestly. I, I see one of these uh interesting points but i don't know if i'm sold you know i i think what's what's captured my interest are the portholes and the pictures of side-by-side comparisons and then you <laughs> think why like why would that be 
uh, why would there be a difference? And 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 so we may not be smart enough to figure out if it's. But you have another one to go into with the, the whole uh, reserve. Yeah, um, another well, one. Uh, another one on this. The Titanic's insurance was increased five days before it set sail. Oh wow! So. Um, yeah, I yeah. should have, I should have been writing these numbers down. Uh, I'm going to, hopefully I can remember all of them as I go through it. So, but yeah. So, um, what do y'all, uh, what do y'all think so far about that? Uh, you know, this one kind of holds water a little bit. No it's pretty interesting, out. right? Uh, it's uh, pretty interesting. Uh, like I'm raising both eyebrows in this one. The people's eyebrows. Yeah. I have more questions than answers right now, but that's, that's, uh, that's why we do this. It's kind of like, uh, you know, it only takes one thing they're really one, kind yeah of one little thing push. to click and it's like oh shit right and insurance uh fraud that makes sense yep so speaking of insurance fraud guess uh so after the sinking insurance did pay out so uh i think if i remember correctly from the documentary i watched the total cost and, and everything that the that the ship was worth was 10 million dollars in 19 19- 12 money insurance paid out 12 and a half million after the accident Damn. So money back plus two and a half million bucks it only had to pay 664,000 mm-hmm. oh my god so yeah so they pocketed some change on that mm-hmm. damn yeah and that's official that really happened yes that really happened yes holy cow i mean that that's that's a smoking gun right there I got a sound clip that, with you saying that. Uh, you don't have to play it. <laughs> yeah, <no. laughs> so, uh, so that that is the nutshell version of the uh, switch conspiracy, the Titanic Olympic switch. Um, again, the the documentary I watched. It's on Amazon Prime TV called uh, Man, what's it called? The just just look up Titanic and it'll it'll come up. So this is Amazon pushing conspiracies, not us. It's not us. It's officially we're just, uh, we're just reporting it. It's officially <laughs> mainstream. It's uh Titanic, the shocking truth from 2012. Yeah, I was looking up some stuff that actually sank in the Titanic, which is like I, I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher the name of it. People, but it's uh <laughs> yeah yeah like the cargo we were talking about the cargo skeletons. I don't know a what couple a couple of conspiracies <laughs> came up about the gold that was on Titanic. Oh shit! And whether or not Great Britain or or whoever was transferred. Uh, transporting like a large amount of gold, whether they put it on the boat or not. And it was the idea was they put it on the boat and it sank. Then they didn't report it because they didn't want the public to know that a lot of their reserves uh, literally are at the bottom of the ocean. And, um, and then if, if they no different than today, and then it was like, they also said they were going to put it on the boat, claimed it was on the boat, but never put it on the boat. And then when it sank, they could, say you know like hey we lost so um but the what was it the heart of uh the heart of the ocean heart of the ocean um i didn't know this but it has to be the uh the jeweled copy of the the hope diamond of amar kayam you heard of that wait say that again butchered it (laughs) don't make me say it again (laughs) it was it was like a um Basically, it's Hardy Ocean. I got the. Uh, let's see here. Oh, so that was real too. Well, it yeah, it was like a mimic. It was it was like originally bought for twenty five thousand dollars and and cost then, and now it would be like worth uh, what I what I thought was like one hundred twenty five thousand or something like that. But 
what I thought was pretty interesting is there is a fact on here. It's the passengers and like the first class passengers. And one story was uh, a major Arthur um, Putin, I'll just call him, left the box with $300,000 in cash and, pre- and preferred bonds in his cabin. And instead he took a good luck pin and three oranges. And, uh, and it was like 300,000 back then was just left because this guy got like a lucky pin of three oranges. It's like, he knew the shit was getting real, you know? Right. And the different stuff that was um, left in the first class whenever they had to grab their, their, their personal belongings and get off the boat. Uh, and, and, I looked that, and I looked that up, that 300 grand in 1912 uh, in today's money is uh, over $9 million. Damn. In cash. Oh my God. I'll be the same. So yeah, um, um, that's the main uh, one of the main conspiracies that people like to believe about the Titanic. Very interesting. Very interesting. Yep. I want to look into this one more. Yep. Second one is the Titanic was intentionally whatever happened, whether it had been an iceberg bomb, fire, whatever, it was intentionally caused uh, to eliminate the opposition to the creation of the Federal Reserve. Okay. This is the one I'm familiar with. I wasn't familiar with the switch. Yeah, I haven't heard the switch so, before, but I, dude, I have heard this one. They uncovered, I'm sorry, but they uncovered the violin that played as the ship went down. You know the whole thing that they were playing? Yeah. As, as the ship went, and they, they actually recovered that violin, and it, it was auctioned off at $1.7 million. Wow. Damn. Dude, wow. You own that? that's, that's, that's incredible. So, yeah, I was telling... uh. Before you got on poop deck, Pete, uh, I was telling Lance this needs to be our like our, our third our third episode. You know, we got to go to New Orleans, got to go to Peter's Woods, and then we got to go down to the Titanic. Okay, I'm in. See what we can scrounge up. We got to get in those submarines. Mm-hmm. We got to go find that load. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, like I said, the other conspiracy uh, has to do with the creation of the Federal Reserve. If anybody doesn't know what the Federal Reserve is, it's basically the central bank of the United States. It's the entity that lends money to the U.S. Treasury at interest. The reason why we're in $31 trillion of debt. $31 trillion. It's the reason why we have to pay interest on homes, credit cards, cars, everything. So, um, and we just was, put up with it. Just put up with it. It was, uh, it was created on December 23rd, 1913. So, about a year and a half after, uh, the Titanic sank. Okay. And the, the main player in this is JP Morgan. Uh, he's right. the guy that the biggest bank, pr- probably in the world, is named after JP Morgan Chase after they merged with Chase. Um, so his, his legacy is forever enshrined in the monetary system, the economic system, the banking system, everything. Didn't they say that Sam Bankman Freed was the new JP Morgan? Yep. That was a claim. Oh, oh my God. Oh. oh, that sure blew up in their faces. So, uh, JP Morgan, another way he ties into this. Was he was a big? I don't. I don't know if he owned it outright, but he was at least a very big uh, shareholder in the in White Star Lines, the company that owned the Titanic and all those ships. So he could monopolize the trade routes 
going back and forth from Britain and Europe over to USA. Right. I thought you were about to say something else. Hey, I got to make a correction. The jeweled copy of the Rubiata of Omar Kiyam, that was actually... What's it called? Uh, the, the, the I'll just say it really fast. The Rubiata of Omar Kiyam. That was, uh, it was actually a rare book enlaced with diamonds and jewels. Uh, hmm. Peter, what's lost. that vape laced with? It wasn't, it wasn't like the necklace. There was Fit another them. article that I read about the necklace, but I got the, uh, the words, the, the actual name mixed up. That was a, a diamond laced book that was well, lost. Well, that was, that was never recovered. That's what I'm looking up, but yeah, no, I don't, th- I don't think it was recovered. But anyways, that was apparently lost on the on the ship. James Cameron should be down there finding that thing. That's what we're here for. Come they on, Jimmy. It like it was a damn, uh, you know, obviously necklace, but it was a damn book. That's pretty cool. Anyways, interesting. Right. So yeah, as, as I was saying, the White Star Line had been owned since 1902 by the uh, International Mercantile Marine Company, a trust formed in the early 20th century as an attempt by J.P. Morgan to monopolize the shipping trade. So ultimately, J.P. Morgan was the owner of the Titanic by the fact that he held significant ownership share of the White Star Line. Uh, it was also J.P. Morgan who forced the United States government into acting on a central banking plan during the bank panic of 1907 when Wall Street turned to J.P. Morgan for help. I'm getting this again from TitanicSwitch.com. They have a whole section on this one. Uh, according to Investopedia.com, Morgan was able to convene all the principal players at his mansion and command all their capital to flood the system, thus flooding the bank's uh, then in turn helped to float the businesses until the panic passed. So I don't even know who you could compare that. This guy was like the Black Rock of nineteen, you know, late eighteen hundreds, mm. early nineteen hundreds. Interesting. You know, owned everything. Right. Could call the shots. Um. Have you so, ever seen a picture of J.P. Morgan? Yeah, dude. There's what? a oh man, there's a scary picture of him, dude. He's like he's like hitting a photographer with a cane. I He's scary it. looking. He's scary. He is. I try and imagine myself like back in that day with like people look weird in those pictures, you know? Oh, there it is in the chat. Hope Diamond. Yeah. Um, I mentioned that earlier. Yeah. That, it was uh, the Hardy Ocean in the movie was a mimic of that, I believe. Yeah. I didn't know that about its owners dying. Oh, that's. Yeah, it's definitely uh, the Hope Diamond. Look at that guy. I just I just Googled it and did an image and it's what a scary uh, looking dude. Uh, I bet he can make some good fried chicken. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta find that picture of him uh swinging at that uh photographer. He just looks, he looks crazy in the eyes. Yeah. Yeah, he's got crazy eyes. It's what money will do to you, Pete. Oh man. That's why I don't want it. <laughs> That's why my eyes aren't crazy. <laughs> hey, I won this on a cruise ship before. What is that? Yeah, it's pure gold. Actually, it came off the Titanic. I crafted it to a cruise ship. I got mm. a trivia question right, and just to prove I've been on a boat. Look at this guy. That's a scary looking dude. What a creep! I would trust him with my money. Taking a Ugh. swing at a photographer with his cane. What a creep, man. He's told a few people to suck his tongue. <laughs> suck my tongue. I'm JP Morgan. That's a sound bite. He yeah, looks like an sure. asshole. Five minutes. There it is. Knew it. <laughs> God does look like an asshole. Yeah. 
every old millionaire from the 1800s looks like an asshole. Mm-hmm. So cool there were people. Yeah. There were people on the ship that were uh, supposedly against the formation of the Federal Reserve. Right. So let me let me give a little background. Um, there was a meeting at Jekyll Island, which is an island right off the coast of Georgia. Yeah, I was just uh, I'm getting this from FederalReserveHistory.org. A secret gathering at a secluded island off the coast of Georgia in 1910 laid the foundations for the Federal Reserve System. And by the way, the Federal Reserve is no way, shape, or form federal. It's a private bank. It's like the Bank of America, you know, or, or uh, shit, I don't know, whatever bank you want to And choose. nobody cares. Nobody cares. <laughs> NFL draft's coming up. So <laughs> November 1910, six men um, met at the Jekyll Island Club off the coast of Georgia to write a plan to reform the nation's banking system. The meeting and its purpose were uh, closely guarded secrets. Participants did not admit that the meeting occurred until the 1930s. So there, you know, you, you could imagine that this was a, you know, they kept it secret as a major overhaul of the yeah. U.S. monetary policy. Maybe a modern day, uh, what's it called? Um, what's it called, Peter? The Alex Jones thing he infiltrated? The Bur- oh, uh, uh, Bilderberg. Uh, Bilderberg. No, uh, yeah, Bilderberg. Yeah, I was, I was, Bo- I was Bohemian thinking, Grove. Yeah, I was thinking of Bilderberg. Mm. So um, at the time, the men who met uh, on Jekyll Island believed the banking system suffered from serious problems. Um, everyone's views uh, on the issue were well known. So too many, too, many, too many commoners had too much freedom with their money. Pretty much. So they were Can't just looking at a way to basically... You know, when when panics happen and stuff like that, basically, how could they make money off of it? Right. You know, so uh, they had to keep it so secret. They uh, when they when they boarded trains, they only used their first. They booked it in their first names. They all took separate trains uh, down to there. Uh, if they were asked, they said they were going on a duck hunt. So this was a major uh, big, big secret. And this is the uh, Federal Reserve dot org. FederalReserveHistory.org. I don't know. I do not know if this. Uh, I, I doubt this is um, affiliated like, with Federal Reserve. Uh, okay. Sure. So, like yeah, this, that's basically what happens. Uh, a bunch of guys met on Jekyll Island in 1910 to come up with uh, the formation of the Federal Reserve. We're literally pen to paper, write it out. Here's what's going to go. Submit it to politicians, whoever had the sway to introduce it as a, uh, you know, as a law. And, you know, long story short, as everyone knows, it happened. So, so as, as you can bet, um, there's a lot of people for this, and I'm sure there was a lot of people against this. Right. So, apparently there was three people on the Titanic that were against this. Benjamin Guggenheim, Isis Strauss, and Jacob Astor. Supposedly okay. all three of these men... Uh, opposed the formation of the Federal Reserve Bank. Uh, Wasn't Astor mentioned in the movie, like when they were talking uh, at dinner or something, they were talking about who all's on board. Oh, shit, that'd be cool. I think they mentioned that name, Astor. I'm pretty sure. I could be wrong, though. Anyway, continue. They were all multimillionaires at the time, too. You know, they weren't just like regular people that just opposed it. Right. Yeah, Yeah, today all these people would be uh, worth $11 billion. Mm Hmm. Somebody, one of those guys has a famous daughter. I can't remember. Let me see. Hmm. 
So she redheaded. Well, that's just Strauss. He was a co-owner of Macy's, so he started that. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Okay, they did oh, mention him. They did mention him. Confirmed in the chat. I knew I remember that name in there. Mm-hmm. I should have watched the movie again before uh, before yeah, we did this. But, uh, from, a, from a James Cameron movie, see what really yeah. happened. Well, I just I just wanted to go in and you know this is my big Titanic conspiracy. I I seem to recall that that uh, that nude scene was full frontal, but if you go back and watch it now on Blu-ray or streaming or what have you. Nah, bro. Nah, bro. I there. saw it on the big screen, and if they had IMAX, I would have. I would have been at the IMAX. It wasn't full frontal. Did they have IMAX back then? No. I'm telling you, there's some full frontal there. Maybe I. Maybe uh, well, my movie theater got a different cut. Uh, you know, I don't know. Damn <laughs> Was it originally full frontal or not? She's the she's the pro in the movie. I still think you were watching like a porn parody of it. <laughs> <laughs> I was watching Port Hub. <laughs> See, I got to use a joke. Um, but uh, uh, so yeah. I, anyway, that's um, that's essentially the uh, the conspiracy theory behind that. Um, those three guys were the biggest uh, opponents of the formation of the Federal Reserve, and all three died that night. They didn't survive. You know, like over fifteen hundred people died. You know, there obviously there were survivors, but they were not one of them. It yeah, seems like only, he, he would have been important enough to be on a boat. I'm sorry. Continue. The only debunking on that was uh, they were like, well, how could they make it to where they made sure those three died? You know, like, yeah, we'll get into that. There were survivors, and, and how can they make sure they died? Well, you know, at the time, they probably thought everybody will, you know, would, would perish. But, yeah. But you said we'd get into it. Let's get into it. I'm, I'm curious about that. So, um, well, I was going to go over a couple things like, uh, like I did for the switch, uh, a couple reasons why people think this. Okay. Um, so JP Morgan was initially reserved to go on that, on that, uh, journey. Yep. The cruise. cruise yep, he, had a, he had a reservation for the nicest suite on the ship and then canceled a few days before. Oh, what a coincidence. Due to sickness. And two days later. After the sinking, a news an American news reporter found him at a French resort in perfect health. Hmm. Well, you know, yapping it up. Do you think that no, I the, don't. The, the switch theory and the Federal Reserve theory, do you think they overlap? Do you think they tried to kill two birds with one stone or two ships with uh, right, one you just, iceberg? You just, you just ruined my closing thoughts. Okay, well, let's get to that. We all can agree on the same thought. Yeah. So... Um, Florence Ismay, I believe that was the wife of the owner, or not the owner, but the wife of like the CEO, basically, of the White Star Lines. She was supposed to go on this voyage as well, but instead took a, took their children on a, motor, quote, motoring holiday after claiming mm-hmm. ill health. The old, uh, you know, I'm sick, I got to stay home from school. Gone. Yeah, I got COVID, guys, I can't make it. And we're banned. <laughs> Oh, yeah, whoops. Now we have to flag the episode. I know. Damn right. it. <sighs> um, and apparently, this is actually a fact, not even apparently. Uh, there was a big fire smoldering down in one of the coal chambers, uh, even before the ship sailed out. Mm-hmm. And they just didn't notice it. So this could have been a plan B if, you know, the iceberg plan failed. If 
you know, whatever, you know, if that plan failed, hey, we got a fire here. That's what we can blame it on and, and go from there. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. You know, and see, they mentioned this in the documentary. One thing about back then, there was no news reporters like there are now, you know. Right. Like, photography was barely even a thing. Right. There was no video, you know. So you can get away with this kind of stuff. I always think, like, imagine the shit you could get away with back then. Right. right. You know, you're not even being, back in like the seventies and eighties. Yeah, like you're not being recorded twenty four seven like you are now. You mm-hmm. know, right? In HD, and yeah. everything else. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, you you could easy, easy to get away with. You know, if if you're doing the switch or if you're doing this kind of stuff, you're just you're just basically trusting the news, trusting people at their word, and that's that's what yeah. it is. Oh yeah, people would trust the fuck out of newspapers. Um. Mm-hmm. My dad would always be reading the newspaper, and just mm-hmm. like you see what was in the news today. And I, I remember thinking back then. Of course, he kind of thought that too. Uh, that you know they just lie in the paper, and often they you know like local papers. He would he would like oh man he would get so steamed reading local papers. He he was super invested in local politics as well as national, and he was kind of the one that kind of started the the idea of things being on tv being fake for me right yeah got a question from a remote viewer how could they have been so sure they would have found an iceberg to run into i would say they were in communications with other ships they i mean they knew icebergs would be there uh that time of year um well remember there was another ship that actually reported an iceberg yeah and they were like remember and it was like they were communicating and like hey we spotted this iceberg it's traveling this knots you know going down south or whatever and and not to say that they targeted it but it wasn't like they were just out there uh well they were creeping around but you know like that one was yeah apparently uh reported that was a big thing in the movie i guess too right yeah like, we dream. we all we all saw what happened in the movie the the two guys that were on watch they got distracted by uh jack and rose making out right. on the poop deck and uh, uh, the, if they would if they would have been distracted by the the couple making out, they would have seen that iceberg. Yeah, there was there, there was another documentary I was watching on Discovery Plus that uh, basically said that was um, I think it was the Californian that might have been the one that was trying to get a hold of them, and the guy that was running the uh, message system basically told them to shut up and go to bed because he was because all the all the Morse code and the messaging stuff they were there for passenger. Uh, stuff like hey send this send this to mm-hmm. whoever back home they weren't there to communicate between ships stuff like that they could but it wasn't priority so you know when, when they would get there there was a certain um it's like a shocker it was like yeah there was a, there was a certain uh, a, a certain prefix that you would have to put before a message i can't mm. remember what it, i think it's msg maybe um that would mean get this message to the captain now mm. and like couple of the messages didn't have it so the guy receiving them just kind of threw him to the side and whatever and basically told the guy to shut up and go to sleep it's late whatever wow. because you're dealing with passengers and you know watching them make out on the poop deck so i think it's funny that you know we <laughs> we were, were charmed by the whole <laughs> movie what you said i think it's funny and peter laughed <laughs> like, it's all a big joke titanic never sank bro I'm no, so, uh, we're all like romant- romanticized with Jack and Rose, but yet they're the whole reason the Titanic sank. Yep. 
and Fuck look him. at that, you know? If you think mm-hmm. about it. They just so screwing around on the poop deck calls a Titanic. <laughs> so um yeah, those are those are kind of the main key points as far as the uh and apparently this is a very young conspiracy theory too. Um because apparently this uh this came to light with the Q stuff back in the 2015, 16, 17-ish time frame. So, you know, it's hmm. pretty, pretty young conspiracy theory, but, you know. Oh, I didn't really? know it was that young. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, okay. the Switch, Switch has been around for a while, but the Federal Reserve one is uh, significantly so the, younger. The Switch predates the Federal Reserve one. Correct. That's wild. Okay. Okay. I hadn't even heard of the switch one. Yeah. Wow. Because uh, my wife kept telling me we need to talk about how the Titanic never sank. And I'm like, that doesn't make sense. Of course it sank. And then it's Damn. like, no. She's like, no. She said no. Yeah. Listen, she's the one that, she's the one that like put me onto that. And I was like, oh shit. Yeah. We should have her on. I know. I told her to come on because like she's, on. she's going to, here's, I'm gonna go off topic real quick. I think that's one reason why they're trying to shut TikTok down. Fuck the like nobody cares about trying to get in our data. Like everybody already has our data. But the stuff people are being exposed to on there when you're not watching stupid people dancing, like all the flat earth stuff on there. Oh yeah. Conspiracy theories on there. Like Oh, it's just it's so it's so huge what's happening on there. mm -hmm. It gives one hope. And honestly, all the comment sections on Twitter are giving me like awesome hope. I can hear him just looking down, smiling at his phone. Yeah. (laughs) TikTok. Thank you for being there. See, China does give us the best kind of products out, you know? (laughs) USA sure is fucked up. Car chips and uh, TikTok. What's that? So the USA sure is fucked up, doesn't give us the best. Right. All we get is interest on our homes and taxes. I mean, when talk- China built something, think about the quality of balloon that they had. They had to take a missile and take it down. I mean, I'm that, wear- that's a China, that's a China-made balloon right there. I'm that's- wearing all probably Chinese clothing, Chinese yeah. vape. Starting to look a little Chinese too. Chinese <laughs> Chinese shoes. Uh, this is a chi- this is probably a Chinese uh, uh, side table. Um. All right, back to the Titanic. Uh, (laughs) Also manufactured in China. This drywall, China drywall, the shutter in the background. I think this light bulb. Kind of turned into Dr. Phil there. These flags came straight from China. This vape is laced with uh, fentanyl. Want to buy a pillow? (laughs) They're all the same guy. <laughs> so initial thoughts before we go into the debunking of uh of both of these conspiracies which one do you think is more plausible possible um any i, I think they overlap i think do you, gotta, do, you think they're, do you think they're just bogus or i i think i think they uh they hold water i do because um, uh you know there's always been huge profits and disasters throughout history and wouldn't that wouldn't that be a coincidence uh, if uh, you know all these sneaky bastards profited you know astronomical sums of money, and we're just like, oh yeah, you remember when that uh, that ship hit that iceberg? What a tragedy! Yep. Instead of yeah. lucky Larry, you got lucky J.P. Morgan. Right. And then I you mean, know we can look at we can look at uh, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but uh, there was a date in September that I seem to recall long ago. And I and I believe there was a uh, 
crazy uh, figure uh, for the insurance uh, f- for that event. Billions. Yeah, true. I think a trillion. I mean, it wasn't trillions. It was like it was a few billion. Anyway, I mean, just... uh, as as an able-bodied seaman, what do you think? Well, have <laughs> haven't spent many many uh, hours on boats. I um, I think for a catastrophe like this, it's almost like if there is a conspiracy, and the porthole, and there's a switcheroo of ships. I don't think one conspiracy has the the whole all the gravy. Like I don't think it's like the Federal Reserve is that conspiracy and the the switching of the ships is pure false. I think if there is a conspiracy, it would be a mixture of the two. I think the Federal Reserve would go to them and say, "Hey, you know, here's what's going to happen, and here's how I think you can benefit." Mm-hmm. And um, and I think the two came together, probably yeah. not long before the titanic was built and that's when the jp morgan thing was like i'm gonna back out of this you know because we forget like there's there's a tunnel of uh, of information that goes through um avenues that that you know, nobody ever has access to right so but they all know who everybody is so i, I think there's communication between the both if there's a conspiracy i think it's a combination of both and i think the federal reserve had the the start of it and made it made sense to uh the company, yeah, and it was a big organization behind it. I don't think they're separated. If yeah, if a lot of conspiracy. evil rich guys, right? Yeah. It's a conglomerate of the whole thing. Of the whole. makes sense. Yeah, yeah so, so with the Federal Reserve people that even had the idea of the insurance with the you know the other companies, like shit, damn, like that sounds like a good idea. Yeah, everybody wins. <laughs> you know, everybody you know, wins. I'm uh, I'm leaning that way too. It's a uh, overlapping effect. Kill two birds with one stone. They don't care, you know, at that level, you don't care about human life. It's, you know, they play the long game. So if you can make a quick 12 million off the insurance and then control the U.S. monetary system for literally the rest of time, it's worth it. The ends justify the means, you know. And then, of course, the timing of the insurance um, and uh, and J.P. Morgan's absence. Those are the two. <laughs> those are the two big smoking guns for me. That is funny. Imagine the conversation. So, uh, White Star Line, want to make some money? Uh, yep. You got yep. voice. <laughs> oh, uh, White Star Line, I'm uh, smoking a smoky <laughs> on a Lido deck right now. I need to transport all this fentanyl. Want to buy a pillow? <laughs> Which is manufactured that. in China. Right. Fentanyl. Yeah. yeah, no, that is funny. Like I could, I could just see somebody just smoking a big cigar, drinking their whiskey, and saying, "I got an idea." That's how they start. <laughs> how it was back in eighteen hundreds, you know. Like, it sounds far fetched now, but shit. Like, let's just tell them that we hit that's, an iceberg. That's how it we was, started our podcast. And what's funny is that they were probably on a party line, and like thirty other people heard that conversation. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, well, let's go. Um, we each have our thoughts. Let's go through some of the disclaimers. Disclaimers. Uh, I was about to say, we're starting this. Yeah, the uh, not disclaimers, the uh, the debunks. dispro- debunkings and disprovings. Oh, okay, yeah, let's so, yeah, let's I'm, gonna, yeah. I'm gonna try and go over the ones I read. I didn't mark them down, so uh, I do remember going over this one. Titanic's insurance was increased uh, five days before sailing. So the switch theory primarily rests on the alleged premise that the sinking was a deliberate act to receive insurance money. 
Okay. Uh, however, an already established uh, point, Titanic was in fact underinsured by 2.5 million. Hmm. So it's saying uh, it's been alleged that Titanic insurance uh, increased. Like I said, it paid out 12.5 million, and it cost 10 million to, to manufacture it, uh, make it, all that good stuff. Apparently, that is not uh, the case. Some go as far to point out that Lloyd's of London paid out 12.5 million. That's what it said in the documentary. So Lloyd's of London, the insurance company that insured it has no records of this at all. Hmm. Um, of paying that out. They do not, they have records of paying insurance out, but not, not at that amount. Okay. Hmm. Uh, there's no ever, there was no evidence whatsoever that insurance was ever increased, let alone more than doubled its value. So apparently before it increased, it was like at six or 7 million. Um, hmm. Uh, Ismay, the CEO of White Star Lines, went on public record in uh, April of 1912 at a hearing. It was reported that the official public findings uh, that the value of the Titanic was only 7.5 million. So, hmm. you know, are, are you, is a insurance company going to insure it for you know one and a half times its worth? Hmm. You know, if you have a twenty thousand dollar car, are you going to insure it for you know double the value? Yeah. Hmm. So, so let's break that one down. Uh, Lloyd's of London, uh, their actual records do not agree with it. Uh, you got Ishmael, Ishmael, however you say his name, uh, went before Congress and said it was only valued at seven and a half million. So some things aren't adding up there apparently. Hmm. All right. Let's, uh, the two degree hmm. list to port one. You seem very interested in that one, both of y'all. So just to reiterate, uh, a list of port is basically a tilt. The degree uh, off of perfect yeah. that a ship sits. So is, uh, it is true that a list of port was observed by passengers. Um, photographs taken of the Titanic leaving the Southampton port also revealed a slight port list. However, this is not unusual, even for modern ships, and can be due to several factors. In the Titanic's case, it was likely due to improper ballasting. Too much on the port side or too little on the starboard side. To use this as evidence that it was actually the Olympic is certainly jumping to an extreme conclusion. Hmm. So that's all I got to say yeah, about they're that. They're both the same. So yeah. So is that like the extent of the debunkings? Um, uh, yeah, pretty much. Well, it, it uh, this, seems... this was actually confirmed by a Titanic researcher. Um, I don't even know how to say this guy's name. Giannis Georgiou. While it is true that some survivors did speak about a port list, this was taken out of context as both were referring to April 14th. This was the result of a difference in the coal consumption and emptied and an emptied coal bunker uh, aft of BR6 and forward of BR5. The coal bunker was on the starboard side, which was emptied. So that's like Lance was saying earlier. Uh, I think you were actually making a joke about it about why I was tilting because of the coal chambers, but apparently that's the, that's the debunking hmm. of it. I'm a smart dude. Go figure. Okay. I'll take you. <laughs> hey, uh, real quick. Anything about the number of windows? I don't know about the number, but, uh, we're going to get down to the, uh, about how they were lined up. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Keep going. One, keep going. Keep going. Yeah, Cause one of them was, uh, yeah. So, uh, another one I mentioned only a limited number of changes were required for a switch. So remember, uh, they only had to change things that actually had Titanic on it or, or Olympic on it. They had to switch right. those out. So like menus, letterheads, stationary, the ship's bell, blah, blah, blah. So according to this debunking, 
This claim shows total ignorance, not only of Olympic and Titanic, but of ships and shipbuilding in general. The fact is, there were many physical differences between the two ships that would involve substantial work to change. Um, like the bill. Yeah. So, <laughs> does, you know what I you know what I hate about debunking articles? They're what? a little insulting. Like I'm not I'm not about to well, listen. Make me feel dumb. I'm not about to listen to these debunking articles if they're going to insult me. Like <laughs> yeah. let let me think. Debunking I mean, article. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Whoa. Yeah, easy. Don't, don't bring him into this. Whoa. E- e- easy article. Come on now. Easy snow. I agree. I did feel a little offended when I heard that comment about the uh, substantial structural integrity that had to be changed. Right. You know, like that. We're talking about a bell. Don't even. Or the, uh, the windows might might be uh, what they're talking about there. Hey, Pete, at least, I figured it. At least <clears throat> TitanicHistory.org wasn't insulting us. Yeah, know. they're pissed off about something. Apparently, that well, this, is, this, is, this, is, this is TitanicSwitch.com. It's the same one. Oh, yeah. That's what I meant. How um, I, I did figure out your new wrestling name, Peter. Oh, no. What? Art Ickle. Article. <laughs> Article. Or no, it just could be R, R period tickle. Dude, he is <laughs> full of them. There's so many reds. All right. <laughs> so the, the Olympic Room. Remember, I said uh, Titanic had a named room called the Olympic Room because they were superstitious about naming, uh, renaming rooms. So uh, whoever debunked this says, at present, I have found no evidence of a room named the Olympic Room on the Titanic. However, it would not be surprising if there was. Titanic was, in fact, what the White Star Line called their Olympic class. So, in effect, uh, if it had the name Olympic on her already, Olympic class would have referred to a set of the three ships, the Olympic, Titanic, and Britannic. So, hmm. Yeah. Mm. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. Keep going. Uh, difference in Titanic's nameplate. I think I mentioned that. Um, they had to redo it. And uh, the nameplate of the Titanic is longer on the ship. Because uh, it had to cover up uh, the Olympic, because it was it was longer. The answer to this is very simple. The name during her building and her sailing are in partly different positions because in the first construction image, it was written over on the negative. During her construction and in this particular photograph, the name was not very clear, so the photographer took the liberty of sketching it in, which was not <laughs> an un- which was not an unus- unusual practice of the day. Mm-hmm. Oh, so now, now the debunk is an assumption. Yeah. So now the yeah now the photographer's doing Photoshop in fucking nineteen twelve. So so now now <laughs> the debunk. the debunk article writer first he's insulting us, and now he's reaching. Well, of course he drew it in. Duh. Mm. All right yeah. here we go. The portholes. So if you remember, the Titanic had fourteen. Is it bow or bow? I don't even know what the fuck it is. Bow. bow portholes. Olympic had 16 bow portholes. So, uh, I mean, we, we looked at the photographic evidence, right? Remember? Yeah. Uh, Titanic 14, Olympic 16. So this is one of the most popular pieces of evidence, they put that in quotes, of a switch, but also the easiest to disprove. Quite simply, Titanic did have 14 portholes uh, on the port side sea deck when launched. But in the following months, she received two extra portholes for better light and air. Oh, so there's a few more there. So there's a difference between the launch and the maiden voyage. So in uh, between uh. those two times, the picture we saw earlier um, was from the launch. But on the maiden voyage, 
between that time, two portholes were added for extra light and, and air circulation. So, so they in, went back in and did a little reconstruction and, and drilled out more holes. So yeah, alleged, allegedly. allegedly. Um, uh, what so, about the uh, um, Britannica? I, I don't know. I mean, you, you, mentioned there, like, you mentioned there were three. I don't know about the portholes or anything like that. Britannica is kind of the forgotten ship in this. Maybe that's the. It's like the step sleeper. Yeah. Hmm. So, in fact, both the Olympic and the Titanic were launched with 14 portholes on the port side. Um, so, uh, in December 1911, during the Titanic's fit out, whatever that is, she had two added. Uh, to light the cruise galley and washroom, which resulted in a total of 16, as seen in the maiden voyage photographs. Uh, interestingly, by the time of the Titanic disaster, Olympics 14 portholes were also changed to 16 during her major refit, so in fact, they were the same. <laughs> so, Poor Britannica. It's like Damn Tower wrong. 7. <laughs> then it's... Sorry, right, I need well... to lay off the 9-11 jokes. Yeah. Difference in Titanic's windows on B-decks. Remember, uh, we looked at the picture. They were evenly spaced. Uh, but um, on the maiden voyage, they were unevenly spaced. Totally different uh, layout of the windows. Mm-hmm. I remember that. So, so, yeah, this claim is often mentioned alongside the one about the portholes. Uh, and the answer is the same. Uh, when it was launched, it was a work in progress. So, so basically, hmm. they changed it all. The pictures are fake. Yeah. No, the pictures manipulated because yeah, they, they, la- they launched it and then just basically changed all the shit. The way that uh, they were designed, everything. Right. So. Something stinks. Something stinks about the debunk article. Debunks cause more problems with the story than the uh, than than just even. They should have just left it alone. Yeah, it's yeah. like all these debunk articles are just saying, "How is sure? Don't follow the money. Don't think about that. <laughs> Don't think about the Federal Reserve." I remember seeing a uh, lack of publicity for the Titanic. Uh, th- so it is true that there was a lack of publicity, uh, but also should to any informed reader be completely without surprise or hint of conspiracy. Olympic was the first one to be launched, pronounced largest, most luxurious ship in the world. By the time the Titanic's maiden voyage came along, Olympic had uh, already been operating for a year. Titanic, although only just superseding her sister in size was no longer big news. And so the public and media were not as interested. So hmm. that kind of reminds me of today. Like I said, I went on, I think it was Wonder of the Seas uh, back in uh, December of 2022. That ship has not been in service that long, maybe less than a year. Biggest cruise ship in the world. And Royal Caribbean is already making a big, you know, ruckus about their new ship that's going to be introduced in 2024. There were like the, uh, the lure of the sea. The Wonder of the Sea. Oasis. Oasis. Yeah, there's a shit ton of them. It's crazy, dude. Those things are oh, literally yeah. floating cities. Little 15-minute awesome. cities on the water. I love them. I love cruises. Peter, what's your battery percentage on? 16%. Nice. We'll have to wrap this up. Yeah. Um. Sea trials. I think that was pretty much it. Uh, JP Morgan and 50 others canceled passage. I'll go ahead and go into this one. Uh, there's no reason to doubt the passengers canceled their voyage aboard the Titanic. However, the way in which this is painted uh, is to look like a conspiracy theory. Um, Cancellations of this nature are not unusual on voyages, so apparently nothing's out of the ordinary with their cancellations. 
Well, you know, uh, one of the richest people in the world. Size means they're scheduled at the last minute. That's not too yeah. crazy. But In regards to J.P. Morgan canceling at the last minute, uh, research has shown this is an urban myth. So okay. Did, did, the, did the debunk article cite the research? Uh, there's a guy, uh, the guy named Mark Baber did the research post on Encyclopedia Titanica. Uh, he compiled a list of Morgan's returns from Europe from 1904 to 1912. Uh, New York Times newspaper uh, on March uh, 28th, 1912, reveals that J.P. Morgan. So yeah, I mean, there's looks like there's some documentation there, but hmm. yeah. I'm gonna, it's, it's just I'm like, gonna look into this stuff. We have a debunker like, believer. Experts say, you know, that's kind of the same thing. Hmm. All right, so so that's pretty much the one on the switch. I'm I'm trying to rush through this because uh, Rabbit Hole didn't charge his phone all day, and now it's causing issues. Sorry. On our part, so okay, so let's get to the Federal Reserve one real quick. Uh, debunking it. No documented evidence to support this theory. Uh, this entire theory is speculation. Despite okay. the huge amount of time, money, and people involved, there has not been one documented item of evidence or eyewitness testimony to support this claim. Yeah, nobody's seen Epstein's list either. So <laughs> Strauss support actually supported the Federal Reserve. Astor and Guggenheim uh, were not necessarily opposed. There's very little evidence or information linking the three men to opposition of the Federal Reserve, according to Be- uh, according to Be- Becky Little in her article on History.com. Uh, Astor and Guggenheim don't appear to have taken a position on it, and Strauss actually supported it. So total opposite of of the theory. Did you say this uh, arose out of the whole QAnon situation? Uh, that's what this article says, yes. Oh, re- okay, it mentions QAnon in the debunk article. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, fascinating. Okay. Uh, so there's no explanation for how Morgan would have orchestrated the sinking and ensured their deaths. There you go. That's what our remote viewer was asking earlier. You know, how can they ensure it would have ran into an iceberg, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. And how can you ensure when it does hit the iceberg that those three actually die? Exactly. And they'll end up on a lifeboat. I mean, if you if you Get kill them, right. if, you, <laughs> if you kill them and then sink the whole ship, there's not really an investigation there. Right. Yeah. Um, but uh, I don't know. It's, I, like, it's not like they had cameras out on the boat. You know, you would think you'd, you'd be able to like hire somebody to go throw them overboard before you'd sink a whole entire ship. Right. right. But having said that, again, there were empty lifeboats that came uh, to shore which indicates that they were dumping lifeboats maybe to ensure that there's only enough for women and children and not enough for everyone else, which becomes Mm -hmm. the disaster that we're hearing about, which was all maybe a ploy to make sure these few people did not get on a lifeboat. Right. You know, and one thing that uh, one of the documentaries, I think was on Discovery Plus, I may have mentioned it earlier. um, They were banking on the Californian or some other ship to come basically save them. And once they figured out that wasn't happening, that you know they've been letting, you know, filling up lifeboats halfway. And once they figured out they weren't coming, Peter's getting bored. No, no, I'm um, sorry, I'm just so exhausted. No, this uh, is once they figured out they weren't coming, then they started fully doing it, and then they ran out of lifeboats, and you know it is what it is. All right, so another one debunking this one. Mathematically, it would have been exposed by now. Um, even more importantly, how was it that no one came forward in the century since and said, yes, I helped set up the sinking of the Titanic in order to kill three men who are opposed to the formation of the Federal Reserve? Hmm. I, mean, I don't necessarily believe that one. Um, 
lastly, I believe uh, J.P. Morgan's cancellation is falsely portrayed. I think I mentioned that uh, in the previous article. Yeah. Um, taken out of context, it was normal. Um, there's there's records of his travels to Europe between 1904 and 1912. So uh, that's pretty much the debunking on that one. So. Uh, let's get some final thoughts. Did the debunking change your mind about anything, guys? Um, I mean, it it keeps me kind of uh, balanced, um, even though it was a little insulty. Um, <laughs> and it's interesting that it, it uh, mentioned QAnon. I, I didn't know that that came from the Q stuff. I didn't. Either. I think I I don't think that's true. Um, I'm. I'm I don't know. I well, mean, I, I remember when all that wrote, wrote that, a book about the Titanic. <laughs> I, I remember when all the Q stuff broke, and um, you know, I, I looked into it uh, pretty deeply. I mean, with a with a skeptical eye, but uh, uh, I don't remember. I mean, I mean, I remember talking about like big bankers and such, but I, you know, I, I never really uh, associated this specific one with QAnon. So oh, that's new to me. Uh, don't know if I necessarily. Uh, I, I think I'm still. You still think they overlap? I still think they overlap. I'm still in that boat. So, Connor. commenter, uh, having. Uh, I, I'm not trying to convince. I don't. I don't care if you're convinced or not. But just out of a scale of one to ten, how convinced are you? One being absolutely, there's no way there was any conspiracy involved, and ten being there was definitely a conspiracy involved. Uh, what number would y'all rank that after this episode? I'm going to go with six six point eight. 6.8? Yeah. Well, not 6.9. All right, we'll make it 6.9. 6.9? Uh, nice. Um, I'm going to say originally <laughs> going into it, I was a, like a one, right? Thinking like, I mean, it's just, it's a Titanic. And, and, and you said you had some stuff on it, Admiral. So I was willing to listen in. And, and uh, I'm at like a, 4.8 almost halfway but i'm leaning like 4.6 to 4.8 on the uh i think it's more organic iceberg and just shit hit the fan they weren't prepared for but the whole thing about the lifeboats still just bothers me in that there weren't enough lifeboats for the passengers to begin with and then you have empty boats showing up on shores that's it's strange it was such a clusterfuck or it was such a such a way to be sure there were casualties. Um, that's what puts me up to about the 4.8. That's all I have to say. Yeah. I'm probably going to go just because you look at that September event from, you know, the early 2000s that we shall not name. Uh, right. You look at the past few years with uh, the sickness that we shall not name. Hmm. I'm still yeah. in mind that we've been lied to about everything. Seven, Me too. Oh, Me too. Yeah, I'm, I'm at a solid probably 7.5. Damn, okay. I mean, a lot of, a lot of the stuff with the uh, – I'll say 7.5, like there, there was something I, I think it may not have necessarily happened like that because like a lot of the switching stuff kind of makes sense. That would be harder, even though there wasn't photography like that back then. There wasn't news reporters. There wasn't cameras everywhere. It would still be kind of harder to pull that off. You know, yeah. Um, I think uh, you know. I just I think it's more plausible that, uh, you know, if if 
I'm, I'm kind of conditioning my not prediction, but my um my rating on it. I'm conditioning it on the fact that those three were actually opposed to it. If they were, then oh, of course. If they were actually opposed to the Federal Reserve, yeah, I'm I'm 100 on that bo- on that boat. Then what if uh what if there was an explosion? But you would never know as far as if they're factually. Yeah. None of this can, you know, come out in our life. Oh, oh, that's what that's what I uh, forgot to bring up too. Um, after they hit the iceberg and everything was cleared out, all the survivors got out and it sank or whatever. This huge fucking iceberg, right? It it melted two weeks later. Oh wow! Is that official? Like an official? It was on that. I'm pretty sure it was on that uh, documentary on Discovery Plus. This huge fucking iceberg that's been floating around the ocean for God knows how long. All suddenly melted two weeks later. Oh man, Al Gore wouldn't have been happy about that. Jeez, yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, that is so, a, that is an interesting nugget to did add they have to all a this. Picture of the mark on the iceberg before they yeah, had... the, yeah, they said there was like a huge section of red paint from where it crashed into it. Mm-hmm. But I don't. Which see could it. even be even. I mean, like, okay, so anybody could go out there and find an iceberg and hit it with some uh, paint and say, "Here's proof right here." Uh, you know, that's and then it melted, doesn't really, yeah, strange, very interesting. Yeah, I'm I'm in a solid 7.5. Like I said, it's it's conditioned upon if if they were actually opposed to it. I think that's more, I don't know, I don't know, man. It's like I I could see them going after the insurance, yeah, and I could see them playing the long game with the Federal Reserve. So, I mean, well, it's trying to figure out what a like a spam caller. You know, like how they're going to play you and, and how they're going to screw you over. You can't quite ever be smart enough as the criminal who's committing the crime. Right. Because your mind is, is set to where you're not, not going to be the criminal. the crime. Yeah, you're not the criminal. So uh, I think there's some evidence out there for sure. But piecing right. it together is going to be impossible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, like I said at the beginning of this, we're not saying this actually happened. It's just a fun alternative uh, theory as to what it's happened. Thought, it's thought provoking. We're we're entertaining the thought. It definitely happened. There were casualties. There was insurance. Oh, yeah, paid. yeah, yeah, yeah. It sure, definitely right. happened. And yeah. the anniversary's coming up. Uh, we said it was actually what yesterday or the God. Yeah. Isn't that sad? It's we're about to be today. We're we're trying to debate when the date was. Mm-hmm. It sank <laughs> well, on the fifteenth. Is it, it right? officially sank on the fifteenth? Yeah. Okay. 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 So, so um, let's get the exact time on that. If I can find it, just to you know, just to be sure. Seattle, uh, where to go? Out of service, April fifteenth, nineteen twelve. Hey, so, another little fun fact: the first CD I ever got with my Walkman CD player was Titanic soundtrack. Titanic soundtrack. Wow. Yes. Said uh, it struck an iceberg at 11:40 p.m., so that would have been April 14th, and sank two hours and 40 minutes later on the 15th. So technically, today I'm in the Eastern Time Zone. So, uh, so it is I'm today. Not, it is today for me, anyway. How about that? How about that, Lance? Uh, you gonna play some Celine Dion tonight? <laughs> I'm gonna sing a little bit. When I can yeah. remember, yeah, I don't remember any other, any other songs on the uh, the album. I think it was just all like, um, it was the it was the soundtrack. It was the uh, oh yeah, James Horner did that. It's it's classic. It's it's perfect. Yep, yep. I think my next CD I got after that, I found like a 
Kid Rock CD and and Corn followed the leader. <laughs> it was like fine. <laughs> the Corn pretty quick, <laughs> and then it just kind of went like this throughout the rest of my life. Right, like, a, like an ocean wave. Yeah, and Deftones White Pony was one of the first CDs I uncovered, and and uh, the rest is history. So, well, speaking of history, that is our episode of the Titanic. Um, I mean, like I said. I like to think there was, you know, more sinister motives behind it. Um, you know, it's entertaining the thought that that it did, and j- just the fact that you can question it, you know, right? That's that's yeah. what's important. Something something stinks about it. I'm I'm gonna re- I'm gonna do some more research on this because I'm I'm gonna look at those uh those old subreddits mm-hmm. and see what everybody was talking and compare notes. Uh, mm-hmm. Now that I know this stuff, this is this is very interesting. Yep. We need to do an episode. We need to find one of the Titanic museums. Um, I know there's one in Tennessee. I think there's one in um, Orlando, maybe. Uh, they're around. We need to. I don't know. I if put my hand there. in that that fountain of cold water. Mm-hmm. It is incredible. I mean, like you know, it's can only hold it in there for seconds before it's just done for. The yeah. thing about museums is, I'm always more interested in the gift shop. Okay, That's where they get you. <laughs> yeah, love the gift shops. Yeah. Yeah. Well, again, we are live on Twitch, Room Two Thousand Eight ENT. Uh, please follow us on Twitter, Room Two Thousand Eight ENT Two. Uh, please let us know if you're listening to this on the podcast. Please let us know your thoughts on uh, what you think happened. Uh, whether it was just an innocent accident they ran into an iceberg, or if there was more nefarious motives behind it that it, it was purposely caused, uh, shoot us an email, Room Two Thousand Eight ENT at gmail dot com. Uh, next week we're going to have a good episode too, so stay tuned. Uh, we'll announce that uh, throughout the week, um, unless anyone else has anything to say. Room two thousand eight is out. Peace.